Did you guys listen to the Chance album? I just I just want your opinion. I forgot. I mean, about I reviewed completely. it, so I did. Um, did you listen to it? <laughs> oh, I love my wife. I love my wife. Ah! Let's go ride a bike with my wife. Ah! My wife's real young. My wife's real small. Let's go to the beach and play with a beach ball. Praise Jesus, God, and my wife. Let's go to the beach and ride a bike. Hello guys and welcome to a new episode of Don't Alert The Stands. You are here today with your host Eads McKenzie and Nicholas Terrell and Chopin. Brilliant and it's been a busy day today guys but we are here. How have you guys been? I've been okay. Um, I'm glad that my friends are enjoying Afro Nation. Some of them are there this week um, and into next week as well. So I'm glad it's gone really well. Seeing all the snaps every day while I'm at work in the slumber but um I'm enjoying, man. It's been a good week and it's been an interesting week in terms of releases and getting into some projects I've been interested in. How about you and Shopee? Um, I'll say I'm good. Like, um, it's been a very interesting week. It's been a very interesting day. <laughs> I love the word interesting. <laughs> interesting. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful this will be a great episode. The reception we received and the love we received from coming back from hiatus was amazing. So everyone listening to this thank you so much for the love the dms the messages and like just keep rocking with us for three seasons it's nuts that we started this as kind of like a just to see how it goes and we're here season three episode two and yeah shopee how are you i'm cool you're good good so we got an exciting episode today guys we got an exciting episode nick sorry shopee do you want to <laughs> take it away with the music section so as always we're gonna Discuss what we've been listening to the last week. I have two quick things. I haven't really listened to either of them, but um, they're things that I think people should be aware of and check out. I may have more things to say in depth about one particular next week. So Blood Orange's new mixtape, Angel's Pulse. Um, on surface listen, it's a very good project. It's a very nice listen. It's only like 40 minutes in total running time. So it's easy to get through. But um, there's some really, really, really good songs on there. Um, in particular, um, Good For You, which features Justine Sky. And the name is escaping me right now, but there's a song in there with the Joba from Brock, Brock Hamilton. And he kills his verse on that. Um, so yeah, and that. And secondly, I want to just shout out to one of my favorite albums of all time. Um, Destiny's Child's The Writings on the Wall It turned 20 last week Undeniable R&B classic One of my favourite albums in the world Their best work And t- still sounds damn good Every single song slaps And yeah, just shout out to The four of them for creating Such a, an album that's to the test of time And um, has Is ageing very well And um, yeah, I just want to shout out to A few of my favourite songs on that So if you leave featuring next temptation and um she can't love you so good yeah so those are my quasi recommendations <laughs> um i was just going to say that i think white on the wall is one of their best work uh destiny's child and i think the song with next um if you leave is literally one of my standouts and it hardly ever gets called out by like friends and peers so i'm happy that shopee called it out just because 
it's undeniable and we were making the point earlier i think shoppe said that the pair of them were at the height of their careers it was a great moment for r&b if it was released as a single and i wished to god it was one of their single choices because i can just see the visuals now even though they were in the 90s i can literally see it now and it would have been an even bigger iconic duo collaboration um and next will pop in i loved next you know um two clothes is one of my faves um obviously as well as others in their photography and i just think destiny's child back then were just so great and the vocals in comparison with each other were mm, brilliant mm. i just think it was a really solid mm. r&b mm. ballad and it didn't you know sometimes ballads sound boring it literally didn't sound boring mm. like it was really engaging really interesting um so yeah writings on mm. the wall is undeniably one of my classics and one of my first introductions to is r&b and going back to that, to that next collaboration like i really liked the back and forth between beyonce and rl yes like they were the lead singles yeah. of, their, of both groups yeah the way they really like piggyed back off each other like ad-libs and mm. it was like it kind of told a story as well and it kind of like it really has like an anthemic emotive feeling because like you have the boys harmonizing and the girls harmonizing yeah. and yeah and even that too I, it kind of just baffles me that they were like 17 18 when they literally. recorded that album they were literally t- children <laughs> teenagers um and yeah, such such great talents on both parts. Mm. And um, yeah, but Nick, continue. Yeah, such a grown album. Um, but I'll go into um, my listens for the week, um, a bit more contemporary with it. I think um, one of my first ones are, is, sorry, from Maxo. Uh, bloody hell, Maxo Cream. So many names, so many things to remember. But Maxo Cream, Brandon Banks, this project was released a couple of weeks ago now, but I've been digesting it as the weeks have gone on and it's just such a great greasy South hip hop record. And I think with Maxo Cream, he's worked the mixtape circuit for a couple of years now. He's been, in my opinion, one of the slept on candidates in terms of rap. And I just think he's got bars for days. And I think this concept, he tackles fatherhood here. He tackles his up his upbringing. He tackles mental health here. I just think there's so many different and surrounding and interrelated concepts. And I think he really becomes a man on this project. Um, even down to the imagery of the project, it's two faces. And I, I want to say one of them's like either his dad or his granddad or something, but it seems like a lineage kind of piece and it speaks to a lot of deeper issues. But on a surface level, sonically, it just sounds like the South. It sounds like Southern rap and all of those kind of harder melodies are in there. And I think in terms of how he raps as well, I think he really does rap like a Southern artist and he incorporates the South well, like Megan the Stallion's on there, Travis Scott's there. So the contemporary, either rising or solidified, we all know Travis Scott's trajectory, um, Southern presence is there. And I think he does really well, but alternatively, one of my favorite songs, which is Murder Block with ASAP Ferg is a classic for me on this project in terms of one of the songs that I think will be remembered. I think ASAP Ferg, he's always, as I've said, um, if you know me, been the front runner in the ASAP mob for me. But I think in this record, he really shows that he can lyrically hold his own into someone who is fundamentally a lyricist. Um, Max O'Cream, if you know him, he is a lyricist. So, um, oh, I thought you were saying ASAP Ferg is a lyricist. No, he stands his own against the lyricist. Oh, so okay, in that okay. lyrical arena, he can hold his own. Yeah, ASAP Ferg, I think he's not the, he's not like the top of the top in terms of lyricism, but in terms of ASAP Mob, he definitely has some of the best bars in mm, my opinion. He's not Nas. Um, pardon? He's not Nas, but he's got Yeah, bars. he's not Nas, yeah. but he's not, you know, a trap art, like little yai, is he? Like, but he's an all sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> okay. I wasn't expecting <laughs> 
Do you know what? My type, I'm happy that's going up the charts, but yeah, lyrically. Okay, but her freestyles are quiet. A whack, the Hot 97 freestyle particular. Um, <laughs> anyway, but, um, <laughs> and I'm sorry, even on my type, she just sounds. Oh, no, we know that's not for bars. <laughs> no, but no, but even, even, even as she is in that song, like it's a bop, I guess, but I even listen to it. It sounds like she's uncomfortable. It's like she's thinking about every phrase, every, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, like, it's like she's hitting It's the like, mark. she's like, producers like, okay. And, and one. Yeah. And okay. Oh no, no. And the yeah. four. Yeah. And the two. <laughs> and even when she and performs it, she's like, new, new, hit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that shit. It's like, just, she's just like, well, yeah. it's just not natural, but hey, nepotism. She's just paying. That's really, she, she's, is. she really is. She's yeah. She's, she's nice to look at. She she's a lot of people, but you know, I know, I know. Bars. Like Doja Cat. Moo is better than anything Sweet has ever given us. So. Oh, oh, boy. Moo's a banger, though. Moo's a banger. I'm, Moo's a I'm banger. actually so sorry. Yeah, Moo is a banger. Yeah, is a banger. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just getting flashbacks to Shantae dancing at the um, the Halloween that, party. No, and me and Shantae. That was me too. <laughs> no, Michelle, remember when, no, when it came on, the dance floor opened up for that girl. And then she was just like, Moo. Like, she was going crazy. That was a vibe. Yeah. No, it was a vibe. It was a vibe. It's too bad it's a she's vibe. technically cancelled now. But, you know, the game is the game. Oh, and I have personal experience of her being cancelled. But anyway, well, oh, so oh, oh, I told you both this. Right oh, so. whoops, that was, that was something I forgot. Anyway, Max So <laughs> great project, honestly, great project. One of my favorite hip hop releases of the year. Really shocking. The second half of the year, as I think Eden's probably going to get into, has shocked me in the last couple of weeks. So that is Brandon Banks. And then I've also been listening to Revenge of the Dreamers 3 via Dreamville, of course. If anyone knows me, they know. If I stand for anyone, it's J. Cole. Um, mm. And I literally love this record in terms of J.I.D.'s delivery there. He actually, for me, was more prominent than J. Cole on the project in terms of what he added and contributed. Wasn't, um, how many songs was J. Cole actually on? I saw he was on like three or something like that. J. Cole, I thought he's on more. Cole. He was on the one with Maybe Kendrick. like five or six. I'll say about six. six. Was it six? It looks it's about, yeah, it's looking like about six, six. from oh, here. Okay. It's it looking like about six. Oh. A strong six. But he really, um, out of the whole 18 songs, you know, being one third is brilliant. And I think he he gave the, dis- the distribution for his label um, much credit where it was due. And I think the talent on his label alone um, are really varied. And I think JID and I've, I've spoken about JID's individual album on here. I think over the last couple of months to years, I want to say the roster has grown and it's evolved and i think we've got ari you know who's doing great this year jid who's doing brilliant bus has always delivered on a project level for me personally um and i think the contributions you've got reason from tde i love reason i've spoken about his own individual project here his debut buddy shocked me on this record as well he did brilliant and i love buddy to pieces like literally um guap dad 4000 killed it as well like literally i'm basically about to call everyone but dreezy and baby young baby Tate for the female rappers you know me I love female rap as well they Easy killed names. it um <laughs> Guap Dad I know Guap Dad for literally I'm like Dreezy. the fuck but um we love Big Dreez well I love Big Dreez and I think she, Young Baby Tate <laughs> let, just let's Easy just names. say they bring what they brought to the song okay they did what they had to do um Earth Gang what the fuck like Earth Gang everyone who came on this project killed it and I think track listing wise it must have been so hard mm. to dissect and cut down from like 100 basically 100 plus um attendees in january it was it was brilliant to be able to do this and i think the choices i haven't seen we haven't had access to the songs recorded but it's a bloody good listen from a collective piece of album um and i think my favorites down bad lambo mm. truck wells fargo's for the clubs mm. um 
Don't Hit Me Right Now, where Young Baby Tate kills it Ooh, for me. Um, literally, and the beat there, the production, the slower paced. Ah, oh, yeah, it's just, ah, oh, Dreamville and Productions, man. So we're not going to respect Tadora Sound's contribution. Is that great, you know. I, didn't, I wasn't really feeling that song, if I'm being honest. Yeah, like Ty Dollar Sign I on the features front this year. Okay, like, maybe it's just predictable for me since I'm the R&B one of the three of us, but obviously that's one of my favorite songs. <laughs> no, no, no. Ty Dollar Sign on features never does bad. Like it wasn't bad, but for me, it wasn't the instant call out. I love Got Me. That was one of my instants. One, because I'm an R&B nigga. Yeah, yeah, also, yeah. It samples one, probably my, fa- my favorite Faith Evans track. Samples, oh yeah, you love faith. The samples come over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You song. love faith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, it's not a bad song to be honest. I can't call out a song immediately that's terrible on this song personally. Like absolutely. Oh, oh. Mm. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> middle childhood appearance. But um, yeah. Anyway, why is that on there? I don't really. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Maybe J Cole just wanted to give everyone some help with oh. the streaming and platinum. Just like I'll get uh, you guys yeah, up that's there. True, that's true. But that's true. um, middle well, child didn't need to it be comes on there. On, I'm actually like, I forget it's there. Like, Every time I yeah. play that, I'm like, oh yeah, this is on the album. This was a single, even. Like, oh, months, this was like a months ago. Yeah. I like the first five seconds of the instrumental, then I just don't like the rest. <laughs> Ouch. <I> wow. Just, <laughs> but I love J. Cole. I do love J. Cole. And to be honest, this is what I'm saying. This is what a stan with sense does. Critiques yeah. their fame. Middle child, don't slap like that. Nah, it doesn't. I'm so sorry about Although it. Although it slapped when he came out to Drake on like the last day of that tour. And oh no yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming but, out, and then you just heard the like, and then he yeah, came out and yeah. It's sick. good that entrance music. Yeah, 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 it's good entrance music. Honestly, like for um, you know, all them fights, the boxer fights and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. you know, it, yeah, a boxer could come out to that beat wise. Mm. But Eden, what's your opinions on the album overall? Uh, what on Dreamers? I loved it personally. Um, I watched the documentary as well. I thought the documentary mm, was really good. That was good. And the way they kind of, um, they had producers in like different rooms and you had to rotate like the artists and stuff. I was quite interested. It. Yeah. Um, I it tonight. Overall, I, I really enjoyed the project. I keep playing the same songs. I'm a, like a serial um, rewinder. So when I love a song, I just keep <laughs> playing it. And then what that means is I won't complete the whole album. Um, so I was listening to, um, what's the one where they talk about, oh, what's the one, Lambo Truck? Is that the one where they're still in the car at the end? But reasons like you'll rob Kenny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it is Lambo yeah. Truck. Yeah. So I love that song, Lambo Truck. Um, I think the ending is probably the best for me. Mm. Um, I also love, um, I'm not good with names right now, but I, I, overall, I love the whole project. I think it's amazing. There's, I remember the name of the song, Nick can tell me. There's one song, J. Cole's on most of it, mm. and it like there's a beat switch up in the middle of it. It's like track four or five. It's in, in the bit. Oh, it's Oh Wow Swerve, maybe? Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh wow, I like that. Swerve. That's yeah. one of my favorites. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's one of my favorite songs. Honestly, I really I liked it. Song. Mm. On a really great project. Really great project. Mm. And he gave a lot of people their first number one. Like, literally, yeah. Dreezy if tweeted not, it. Like, one of her. Yeah. I'm being honest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally. So Dreezy tweeted it. Young Baby Tate. Mm. Young Baby Tate, you know, who would have thought she would have been on a number one project this year? Literally. You're so shady because she's such a well packaged artist. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Anyway, Eden, go on to your recording. um, Um, To your favorite. Well, I have a question. Do you think this is going to be the start of like more compilation? albums from like groups of people so well, do you feel like rich gang i'm gonna come out <laughs> not rich gang um who's cardi in again what's the group called again Who? Like the label the label that cardi's in oh t- um something control uh, quality, quality control. control you think quality control that, gonna... that, i wouldn't be surprised i don't know i don't quality want it control i swear i've done a no but do you think more is gonna come out i don't gonna... want it but I, f- I feel like they mm, why not i mean i think i think there's a lot of 
in the last couple of years since the future and drake thing there's been a lot of collab albums like two even before that young money had something coming. yeah young, young money, money had one no but like two did. duos like duo albums like two like two is in but and dreamville obviously had a history of so, wait sorry Nick, i'm hearing you but he just said something very wild what? Every girl, you didn't like that song. I love that song. I love. Wait, that what song. did you say? Young Money's compilation album wasn't good, aside from like the singles. Let's be honest. Every girl, yeah, a single. Bedrock, great. yeah, great. Oh yeah, the singles, yeah, yeah, the singles. But it made there were like five songs in that whole thing. I swear, no, it was an album. You're thinking of the second one, right, or the first one? Because every there was another one that had trophies on it, where it was Nicki Minaj, Lil Wayne, and Drake. The one, I'm thinking of the one with Bedrock and Roger that and Every Girl, whatever album that was. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that wasn't good, but the singles were great. <sighs> That's, this is really home. I grew up on that shit. Um, <laughs> and we can, all, we can all, and I grew up on a lot of things too. <laughs> you know, oh, I, I grew up thinking Escop 7 were the shit, but I'm 24. Oh, and they're still the shit, obviously. Like, you know. But yes, sorry, to answer your question, I think it's happened anyway. Like, collectives okay. have released projects as I think it's happening anyway. But I think the duo is in like two individuals, like Little Baby, the baby just teamed up um, on actually a quality control owned prod single so like um i think we'll see a lot of collaborations just naturally you know so it's more accessible now to do mm. and i think it's 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 less and isn't quaver it, doing yeah. that with scott i don't want that either. oh yeah no, I it's don't less fucking want I don't it's that either, le- yeah but. it's less like unconventional now hold on i just realized did you just say quaver and travis by the way Wait, can we just do doing an album oh god who travis don't did you that. guys listen to the chance album i just i just want your opinion i forgot i mean i reviewed completely. it so i did um did you listen to it <laughs> i did <laughs> i did did you not see my text in the group chat Oh yeah, you, you did listen was, to yeah, it. You said it was shit. Yeah, you did. It's Pile of trash. It is probably you know. one of the worst things I've uh, ever fucking heard in my life. The thing is, I just want to know where the disconnect. And this is the thing. I now, I, this is how I know. As someone that works in PR, I now know what it means to be a journalist to maintain good relationships with PRs because. In, if I'm going to use Nick's word, the streets are not fucking with that album. <laughs> but you go on publications and sing eight out of ten. Seven out of ten, eighty-eight percent. Mm. Well, Anthony Fantano, I've seen half of Fantano, oh, sorry, whatever he's called from um, what's that channel on YouTube? The needle drop. Yeah, the needle no, drop. but I'm talking about press. Uh, I've seen half and half. I've seen like some rated like a six. Some no, but there's like, been no negative. There's, no, there's been no negative review. Everything has been mixed or positive, but mm. mainly positive. Mm. I don't mean the YouTubers and all. No, I yeah. mean the. I'm actually let me not say publications, but you know who you are. Um, I gave it a two point five. Oh, that's even generous. But with yeah. Chance, I feel like he has some kind of special protection going on. Like he just in the industry can't do any wrong. Apparently, he did wrong this time. Yeah, so yeah, to the general public. But I mean, like in the industry, they seem to love him. He's still this unsigned, air know. quotes unsigned artist. Mm, I've seen some. I saw scrutiny on that. I saw some references to the Uber deal. Like, is he independent? Like, I saw references he's not to that. But he's not. Or the Lyft deal. He it signed to good deal. music. The yeah. end. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> I'll say more Rock Nation than good music. No, no, no. He's Rock definitely. Why do you say that? Do you know I what? Know, I just get Rock Nation moves and feels from him. I don't feel like Kanye would help orchestrate something like this. He's definitely independent in terms of it's his his, his thing, mm. but I think he's got partnership. That's what I mean when it's not wholly independent. Like a truly independent it's act like Storms and George Smith. doesn't have the partnership capability and all. Exactly, exactly. Both of them are independent. Like there's partnerships in tandem. There's more than one or two partnerships a year. Like you're not wholly independent. Like there's partnerships to get you the right distribution there's partnerships mm. to get you the right marketing like the lift thing that's giving you automatically av- album streams 
over that weekend. So it gave you part of that one projected a hundred thousand plus debut yeah. this week. So you know how shit um, Charles' album was. It was so shit that I don't even think it's worth a second listen. And I feel <laughs> that everything deserves its time and day. And you know, right context, right mood. Yeah. I literally, listen, I must do this now. Because I literally had heard nothing bad about, I had nothing good on the album from my friends or Twitter about, I was like, let me finally put this on. Because even, and once again, my spirit, my spirit again. is strong. <laughs> Because I saw him at Lovebox three weeks ago, or a month ago, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he performed two new songs. I remember me and my friends were like, it's quiet. <laughs> you know, I was like, you know what? Okay, let's just wait for the album. It may sound different. No, because some, no, sometimes it happens. Sometimes yeah. when, you, when, you yeah, hear, yeah. when you hear a new song live, yeah. it's really hard to really judge how it's supposed to really sound. Yeah. But we were like, okay, let's just wait for the album. Mm. We were like, okay, just, okay, just do Blessings. Just do Acid Rap. Yeah. Cool. Whatever. Yeah. 20 more songs. Yeah. Got 20 more songs. 20 more chances. And then... Once again, the, the album came and dropped. I'm just seeing all these memes and jokes. I saw something that Toby retweeted. Like, oh. The video. Oh, I yeah. love my wife. That one. Yeah. Oh my God, that <laughs> one. That is exactly how it sounded. And I, and that I, is exactly how it sounded. And Literally. I hadn't heard the album yet, but I still find it funny. <laughs> when I, and I finally pressed play on the album. Like, oh. It just sounded like, it was literally the musical version of sitting on a whoopee cushion. Shuffy, you're very like rude. every single song. There's only one song I like on there, Thorn of Smino. That's the only song I like. And that's because of Shmino. Exactly. Me. That's because of Shmino for me. The reason why I'm irritated is he has some incredible features on here. Mm -hmm. He wasted them. Mm -hmm. He has En Vogue and SWV on here. You have these two mm -hmm. legendary RB yeah. groups. Yeah. And you gave them that. <laughs> yeah. That was the material you said, hey, I need en your Vogue, SWV, I grew up on you, legendary groups. I want you to sing. No. <laughs> Ari Lennox, you gave her that shit. <laughs> Who else is on there that I like? Wait, let me, let me, let Megan me. Megan Stallion, wait. your verse was great, but the song still shit. And let me, let me, let me, let me give credit. Hold on, one. let me give you credit. The, ba the baby you. too. Let me, you yeah. killed your verse, but the song is still shit. Let me give you credit where credit's due. As like he said, Chope said, the features, brilliant. Nikki sounded amazing on that oh, for wow. me. She sounded wow. great. Wow. She sounded great. We could have transferred that onto the Queen album and it would have been better. You know, no, not on Megatron because that beat is fire. <laughs> fire trash, fire hot trash. Anyway, Megan sounded good. Like you said, the baby killed what was a disastrous pile <laughs> of hot mess for three minutes where Charles thought he was some garbage. cocky ass Negro, you know. Um, uh, wait, let's go through the Absolutely trash. before we get <laughs> Tangible. Absolutely We're trash. We're supposed to be on listen. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I made a mistake on mentioning that album. That you album didn't. The audience needs to know. That album is Stone Cold <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Cold. Stone continue. Cold. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Right. continue. My listens. Okay, cool. So, what I've been listening to. So, I've got The Lost Boy by YMB Corday. So, if you don't know why. Sorry, did I say YMB? YBN Corday, sorry. Mm. So YBN Corday is part of a group called Young um, YBN that stands for Nick. Young, young oh bitch niggas. Yeah, I don't say Boss niggas, so. young boss yeah, niggas, yeah. So um, he's part of that group. Um, they all met, or the majority of them met through Xbox Live, which I found fairly interesting. They were like a gaming clan. Um, and then they came together and they started making music. And Corday is the oldest out of all of them. Mm -hmm. He's one of the newest. Um, and yeah, I just love this project. It was a great introduction to him as a person. I think I've, I've actually listened to a song from him before called Old Heads or something like that, where he's rapping about um, the older generation, how they're complaining about new artists yep. and stuff like that. 
but this project for me was really surprising. I love the song of Anderson Pack, um, RMP, where they finish each other's. Um, they basically flow with each other and they both, they both seem to do it really well. Um, I watched a performance, I think it was on Jimmy Kimmel, I'm yeah. not entirely sure, yeah. where they performed it together and it was really well executed. He's a great performer as well. Um, and I would really recommend this project. So in terms of songs on there, I would recommend, if you just want to get a taster for it, listen to Broker's Fuck. Um, it's got one of those um, like fast paced beats. It's like, it's quite heavy. Like when you go into it, you like, you bop your head. It's actually quite fire. Um, next, I would say, listen to Have Mercy. I love that song. And the song with Anderson Pack R&P. And then he's got a Ty Dolla Sign feature called Way Back Home, which actually makes me wonder who, oh, is Aaron Ray on this? Yeah. Shout Second out to Aaron Ray. Album. I didn't even realize. Shout I, out I was to, actually wondering what happened to Aaron Ray as well. Shout out to Aaron Ray. Yeah, he's fucking fire. Mm. Um, but yeah, check it out. Really good project. I'd really recommend it. And that is YBN Core Day. Didn't you... Um, the Lost Boy. Didn't you... What was I going to say? Weren't you just playing Broke as Fuck? Yeah, I was literally just before this. Yeah. Yeah, I needed to play it because I was in a funk. <laughs> like, I needed to get out of my funk. I needed to play my, my entrance music. Yeah. Um, I need incense. No, it's such a good song. You what? I need incense. You need incense. <laughs> <That laughs> in Butter, baby vibe. vibe. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I just quickly say, shout out to Take A Day Trip, um, who recorded Little Nas's ex Panini as well, and were... Actually, I'm not going to mention that song because that guy's cancelled for me. But um, is it? Yeah, who I think it is. Yeah, you know who it is. Check West. Anyway, yeah. um, oh. basically, they are doing really well in the production <laughs> scene this year. So take a day trip from New York. They're a production duo. They're having their come up this year. Um, and I think, yeah, they're on a lot of popular records. So I'm really mm. happy that they're getting their shine. They've probably got the biggest cash of their career with Little Nas X. So shout out to them. As you make a point, I'm going to make an effort to shout out more producers because they don't get the love they're supposed to. Um, Def- definitely in this day and age. Yeah, exactly. 100%. We've definitely moved on from the producers being stars. Even yeah. in the UK, I think J5 is that. the only one people really talk about nowadays. So we need to talk about more producers. Oh yeah, they definitely. do not do their research in terms of who else is helping that scene. But... Uh, so next we got Burner Boy's African Giant. So for me, this album was fucking fire. I didn't like his past album. I think it's called Outside or something like that. You mentioned it on the podcast before. Yeah, I didn't like it because I think I was still trying to understand the whole, the the different forms of um, Afro swing, Afro reggae, Afro, Afro beat, Afro beats, all of those type of things. For me, it's- What's just Afro some, reggae? Is that actually a thing? That's one of the yeah. things that he he spoke about <clears throat> in the Breakfast Club interview. Afro all pop these different too. Forms. And I was surprised by that. Shout out to Afro pop. Um, some great Afro pop artists out there. Yeah. And for me, like- I, when I first listened to Burner Boy, there was this whole thing about, oh, he's stealing from Jamaican culture. He was using a lot of patois in the way that he was speaking. And I was one of those people like, yeah, fuck this guy. I just don't want to hear what he's saying. But he does it well. I'm not even going to lie. I do like Seckle Down. Seckle Down's a fucking banger. It features J-Huss. Um, he has another song called Outside, I think it's called, featuring Lily Allen, which isn't that bad. Um but in terms of this project, it was really well, really well put together. Um, most of the songs are produced by a co- guy called Kelpie Vibes, I think it is. Is that his name? I think that's how you yeah. pronounce it. I, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but that's why I hear like the girl just saying it's Kelpie Vibes. Um, in terms of songs to recommend on here, um, you've got Wet In Man Go Do. That's one of my favorites. Gumbody is probably my favorite on this song. It's featuring Georgia Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan Gotti, um and the song featuring Sarani called Secret. Oh. But in terms of production, everything, I watched the Breakfast Club interview and um, Burner Boy was talking about his inspirations for it. And he's heavily inspired by um, Fela Kuti. 
Um, and on this, he actually talks about how his uncle was either a bodyguard or the manager for Fela Kuti. I can't remember which one it was. So he talks about how he was influenced, how everything he does is for Fela Kuti as well. Yeah. Um, and I just found that really, really interesting. The fact that he's trying to carry a lineage, he's trying to carry a legacy as well. Um, and the music definitely shows that. I tried to get into some fella, so I tweeted earlier. Fela. Is it Fela? Fela. Fela. Fela Kuti. Fela Kuti. Okay, cool. Thank you for that. So I tried to get into some more Fela so I say it right? Say it one more time. It's like Nick and Jaquis. No, no, say it one more time. No, he right. could, I think I think we'll get it. Failer. Failer. Yes. Failer. Okay, so I tried to get into some failer. Um, I even asked Shope to give me some recommendations as my resident Nigerian. Um, and he gave me a few recommendations. People on Twitter actually sent me a few as well. A few minutes. Uh, so yeah, so Fela Kuti. So, sorry, that was an interruption, but Fela Kuti. So, did I say it right? Fela. Okay, I will get that right by the next episode, I promise. <laughs> um, but I tried to get more into his music and people gave me a few recommendations. I haven't had the time to actually look into it yet, but by the next episode, I'm planning to actually listen to more and hopefully that'll be my listen next week. Um, so that's Burner Boy, African Giant. I'll definitely recommend that. And then lastly... I think I had one more. One second. While Eden's getting that up on the topic of failure, anyone who's never heard heard of him or listened to his music, I'm gonna just start you off with my favorite failure Kuti song. <laughs> it's called Shakara. Actually, I'm not gonna even do it with the accent. I even know I'm Nigerian. I'm not gonna embarrass myself. But I'll say Shakara or whatever. Can, <laughs> I feel like I know what it's meant to sound. I know. Like, yeah, I, I yeah. just don't wanna do a Nigerian. No, accent. no, no. It's fine. It's fine. But yeah, anyway, it's um an incredible. 18 minute or so song that's and that's the very much the nature of Fela's music <laughs> Fela oh and I oh did I get it right yes you did done now um, that's so, the nature of his music and then last one for me is Snow Allegra Find Someone Like You so I'm seeing Snow Allegra in September which I'm looking forward to my wife finally gonna meet one her again them. after what and I oh Okay. Anyways, my wife. Um, so looking forward to that. And those are my listens, guys. Can I just say on Burner Boy um, and the Breakfast Club interview, I've heard a lot about that this week. Really interestingly, mm. I've heard that it was very poor research, yep. ignorant, um, et cetera, et cetera. Obviously, I don't really engage with the Breakfast Club as much as I did in past years. Mm. Um, I just wanted to know, like, was it as bad as people were saying or was I th- it? I think it I heard was, it was a good interview. It would. Look, I okay. heard that it was poorly researched, like that the Breakfast they Club tend are. to with, certain artists but yeah um i i think it was a good interview but some of the one of the things they're good at is when they don't know their stuff they are good at getting the information out of the person um and burner boy was really good at like explaining the history of his favorite singers of um afro beats and the the variations of it so Mm. all of the variations of afro beat afro beats and its origin and stuff like that but he they did go on the show and Envy did talk about how he went to I can't remember he called somewhere in South Africa a country I can't remember where it was he was like oh I've been to South Africa and I've also been to this country and then he said a place that's actually in South Africa um so I mean in terms of that culturally it wasn't that well researched and in terms of music it wasn't but it was still a great introduction to burn a boy for someone who doesn't really listen to his music or know who he is mm, um yeah so they can do but be- i mean this is a this is somewhere that has a budget if burner boy came here now i would know how to pronounce fila fella fuck 
Fucking hell, man. It's fine. It was like me and <laughs> not even going to say it, but. And, Liz, ah. and so, yeah, you can't say Lizzo or Jaquees. I can say Lizzo, I but I thought I, I genuinely thought it was, it. yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't engage okay, with Lizzo. Lizzo says Fela. But I didn't, but Fela. I said it, literally Fela. Lizzo. Fela. I said Fela. Lizzo. Fela. I said Lizzo. I can pronounce Lizzo. All right, but say Jaquees. Jaquee. Jaquoy. 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 That's one of my favorite Guys, I will get that by next week. But what I was trying to say, if Burner Boy did come down, I would not say his name. I would know the research behind it. And I think we're a much smaller podcast. They have people who can do the research for them. So they're on iHeart fucking radio. Like, come on. Literally, if someone's coming on the show, we do our research. So I don't mean to send for them. I just think it's, it's important if someone's putting time into your show, do the research into them. 100%. Even like, if they're not like the biggest artists, like do research into them. Burn um, Boy, yeah, sorry. But, but yeah, those yeah. are my listens. Yeah, sorry. Burner Boy is one of the biggest West African, like put some respect mm. on the continent mm. and countries mm. within Africa. Mm. But as I said- Have your knowledge. A few months ago, African-Americans, they can be quite ignorant to the- separations of cultures and different cultures and countries and in Africa it's just they just look at it as the same and I said this last week about Beyonce's love letter to Africa even though yep. 90% of it is Nigeria but it was still a good album but yeah 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 you you critiqued in, you know, in my opinion what were we going to say Eden I did a critique so no it's not that I'm just going to say can you guys listen to this and just imagine that Shopee's wearing a Malcolm X t-shirt at the same time you're talking oh. about black empowerment <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair what I am going to say I literally mention every couple of weeks EVA's doing the work but she's someone who's Nigerian. So Nigerian American. But um, I have to show like Charlemagne, you could have clicked an article of hers. Like it's not hard. And the thing is, this is it's what- not hard. Is, the thing that ir- irritates me about them is because someone like, I always say this, I feel like I give credit to Charlemagne more than most because he's not an idiot. No. Like no. he's not an idiot. No, he's actually quite smart. He's actually very, very smart. smart. <laughs> we said that in unison. <laughs> he's actually it means very, something. He's actually very smart. And when he- d- <laughs> And I think he obviously has like this gift and knack of just being a good interviewer, regardless of him doing the research. And mm-hmm. obviously I respect that and I rate that he can just do it regardless. Yeah. But when he, it, when it, you can tell when he actually respects someone and someone he really likes. It's like, this is the only example I could think of at the moment. But for some reason he, he loves Tiffany Haddish. He loves Tiffany Haddish. Yes, he Both does. times she's been on The Breakfast Club, even if you don't like her or her movies, they're great interviews mm. they're really good interviews or another example um what's her name amanda diva that's not her name anymore but the lights can go from insecure amanda oh amanda yes, seals yes, amanda yes, seals yes yes yes, yes, yes um yes. comedian actress yeah charlamagne loves her whenever mm. she comes on they have great TikTok. great interviews mm-hmm. and he's done it for years the breakfast club and the thing is somewhere that's not like predominantly black Hot 97. So Peter Rosenberg, all of them, they do more research than the Breakfast Club. And that's is embarrassing to say. Who is he? I think he's Peter Who? who? Um, Peter Rosenberg. No, no, no. Oh, um, Ebro. Peter Ebro. Rosenberg. I think he's um African Latina. I want to say that he's got Afro Latina. Like he's got black in him. But okay, because I've always just been unsure of what he yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. And then with Laura's, you know, oh. white past and Latina, you know. Oh. Um, but yeah, Breakfast Club do better, man. It's not everyday sex, Angela. It's not. No, no, no. To be fair, Angela does come with the facts. Angela, actually, she Angela actually does, does research most of the time. She, yeah. Well, Burner Boy, apparently it fell no, short. No, no. She actually... So here's one of the things. I think she knew what she wanted to talk about. Like, she spoke to him about Steph London 
And she was like, oh yeah, with Steph London. He's like, I don't really like talking about that in interviews and stuff. And from uh, there, she didn't really speak. So I think she does do the research, but I think he kind of just shut her down in some parts of the conversation. And also Charlemagne kind of is, he kind of dominates unintentionally. He's, yeah, he's like, yeah, the, yeah. he's the star of yeah. the show. So like Angela will do research, but I feel like we as people just don't really notice. Mm. It's just like, we're just not, we're not watching for you. Yeah. Mm. And Envy's just there asking stupid questions about any and everything. and Just daft. Yeah, nonsensical questions. Just like, oh, what's an Afrobeat music? You just, yeah. you just say any. You know, uh, I was in the, I was in the club and I played one of your songs, and the club went crazy. I just want to know how does it feel to get that reaction? That's what he. Yes. Like, yes. How does it feel to get that reaction? Yes. In the club? Like, that is, that is, that is yeah. like, box tick. That's literally. literally something he would. Say. Yeah, he does the little context of his story, then he's like, "What does that mean to you?" and all this kind of stuff. Let's talk about ASAP Rocky real quick. So um, obviously the star has um, been released from Swedish prison uh, temporarily in the assault case until August 15th when he'll get the main sentencing and um, what's going to happen, if anything. Um, taken to Instagram, he, the 30-year-old um, set the record straight to fans and said... Um, to his 10.7 million followers, thank you from the bottom of my heart to all my fans, friends, and anyone across the globe who supported me during these last few weeks. I can't begin to describe how grateful I am for you all. This has been a very difficult and humbling experience. I want to thank the court for allowing me, Bladdy and Toto, I think, to return to our family and friends. Thanks again for all of the love and support. And that was released yesterday. So I'm back in the States and awaiting the trial verdict. What are you guys' thoughts on this? Um, I know Donald Trump has something to tweet, which was interesting. Let me find that tweet real quick so I can read it out. Read it out. One second. Uh, Yeah, so it'll be very interesting to see what happens and shapes up. But, um, oh, I haven't got Wi-Fi. I've got it. Uh, ASAP Rocky released from prison. Donald Trump tweeted and on his way home from to the United States from Sweden. It was a rocky week. Get home ASAP. ASAP. What are you guys' thoughts on all that mess? He's just always, um, man. I don't understand him. And uh, if you have any thoughts for ASAP. Well, I've got another tweet that I want to read out. Oh, okay. um, So this is by someone called B-Babs. She, that's her at on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It says, DJ said... Say free ASAP Rocky at Afro Nation. And I promise you the crowd was silent if I scream. So we're going to do with that what we do with that. But in terms of my opinion on ASAP Rocky, um, he's out, isn't it? Ouch. Oh dear. Um, I said that I hope he doesn't, uh, I mean, don't expect anything, sorry, from these celebs and people like him. I just don't expect any societal commentary yeah, coming yeah. soon. Yeah. But um, it would be nice if he did learn the lesson. I'm not hoping on it. I'm not betting on it, yep. but it would be nice, you know, little sprinkle on top. If he did learn a bit of something about how it is to be a black man yeah. in the prison systems, both across the world and in domestic markets. So in a country um, that doesn't want you there as well i think it's important to say exactly good contextualization there Um, and also maybe realize the privilege because you weren't in prison and the fucking president of the united states tweeted about it there's people that go in prison in the same country who are innocent where no one is saying (laughs) shit can't afford bail for a case that they didn't even do anything your influence yeah 
don't have the influencer tag. But all of this will be missed. Don't worry. It won't, he won't realize this. He'll go back to wearing his Balenciagas um, and doing all of his fashion shoots. I mean, being in Beverly Hills, exactly. fucking these hoes. Exactly. Probably get a fashion boost actually after this. Exactly. September's so, coming, men's fashion week and all that. So, um, but yeah, it would be nice, but no one's betting on it or expecting it. He's going to wear a red Balenciaga saying, Make America Great Again. <laughs> Oh, it'll be with Kanye calling calling Trump daddy. Shafi, what's your opinion on this one? <laughs> Boy, damn. I wish him the best. Diplomatic response. I love it. Very Whitney Houston vibes. <laughs> that was the Whitney Houston to the media. That was the where I got the quote from. Yeah. <laughs> I love that we work in sync sometimes. I love if, it. If you've seen the interview, you know yeah, what I'm talking I about. Love that. I think that's what it was like, in mind. It was in our subconscious. God rest, dear, God rest our soul, dear Whitney. Yes. Shout, shout out to you forever You're and missed. ever. Many moments of media attention. <laughs> Woo. Anyway, um, ASAP, whatever. We'll see what happens on August 15th. Anyway, let's move on to a road, an old town road. A little Nas X, should we say, who's broken a record this week for the longest running number one song in Billboard history. Done now. So Old Town Road, the remix featuring Billy Ray Cyrus. If you don't remember, he came to his rescue when he got axed off of the country charts a couple months back. But um, did anyone else, sorry to interrupt, did anyone else, anyone else feel that was quite strategic? No, no, because I still, the country it. charts still don't no. fuck with him like that. I just like, think, all, like, I just think that um, what Billy Ray Cyrus is strategic, you mean? Yeah, I just oh, so, I thought you sorry, meant the whole thing. Sorry to interrupt what you're saying, Shopee, but I just feel like Billy Ray knows that everyone, everyone in the black community, fucking hates his daughter. <laughs> so in my opinion, I just feel like it was a bit strategic. Does he know that though? I feel like Billy don't even fuck with his daughter sometimes. <laughs> like literally, to be honest, I remember there was an incident. Stay in Miley. I think there was an incident a couple of years back, and he was just like, I don't know, she going through her own like thing, whatever. So I, I think Billy, Billy just he's tired. Miley, you're an adult now. You got your little fiance, whatever. You're married, whatever. Like I, I swear, a fiance doesn't rate her either. Anyway, we they have their issue. <laughs> Liam Hemsworth. Back, back to the music. Anyway, but yes, all time. Um, roads um unless shopping wanted to add something do you want to add something? no you said it's strategic um oh easy, easy. what do you think what Lil Nas X getting himself off the country child was strategic or, no or I'm Billy saying I think Billy Ray Cyrus just suddenly appearing from nowhere was a strategy to make people be like oh the Cyruses aren't that bad I don't think it's that I, I just think his label was Lil Nas was like who's the country nigga we can get that will make that will make the song mm. big again Kim Brown no yeah I was just thinking Billy Ray Cyrus yeah Hmm? No, that's fair enough that's fair enough because i think it was genius i think it was i agree i think it was genius and i think mm. that the trajectory of the song the story of this song these last five months it has really made a huge dent in pop culture yeah. worldwide like lil nas x had a flipping like four page spread in the guardian because of this yep because of the whole racist history of the country music industry and everything like that like he's really like it, when it's all said and done, like this will be a moment we will discuss for 100%. years to come. Even if he is just a one hit wonder, yeah. this time what he did or what that song allowed to happen will be discussed in many years to come. Um, but saying that his record will be broken. Obviously, um, um, Nick's going to finish reading it, but he broke um, Mariah Carey and Boys to Men's One Sweet Day, which they held for like 25 years or whatever. And you know, records are meant to be broken, but I just think that it was more significant and more impressive when they held their record because there was no streaming, there was no internet, no artificialized views. 
It's like if you wanted to if you wanted to hear the song, you had to pay for it. Yeah. Mm. It was intentional. Yeah. Like Lil Nas X, anyone can go on on YouTube for five seconds just to check it out, hate it, but no, that's that counts as a as a sale for some Yeah. Reason. No, I think I agree. And it spent it spent seventeen weeks atop of the chart now. Um and it beat the record by both Mariah Carey, um uh and Boys to Men, sorry, and also Daddy Yankee and Justin Bieber. Um, and Louis Fonse, yeah. yeah, both of those. So they tied with Despacito as well, which held the record at 16 weeks. So yes, we've gone on to the 17th week and um, with no signs of real competition actually to stop him, um, in the next couple of weeks. So I think he'll continue to secede himself. Mm. So we'll see what happens. But I think Chopin made the great point. Um, the marketing channels are definitely more visible for us now. Like the marketing channels are pretty much everywhere for us to kind of pick this up. I could open my phone and some form of marketing will lead me to little Nas X within about five, 10 minutes. I'll give mm. it, um, or something. Whereas in the past, in Mariah Carey's era, not Justin Bieber and Despacito, but just Mariah Carey's era and um, boys to men even, sorry. Um, there was less marketing channels. There was radio, there was television. And even then, it, I don't even think the marketing was as smart as that. There was probably like one ad or something, but like it wasn't as smart. And just the music video. Ingrained into adverts and Doritos and commercials and Super Bowls and all mm, that kind of stuff. Mm, the push mm, that mm. could have really engineered a little Nas X to get extra additional stream plays there wasn't push adverts on youtube there wasn't mm -hmm. push adverts on free edition of spotify mm. there wasn't um adverts on beats radio shows there wasn't adverts on one extra not the one extra capital um capital extra all of that kind no of discounts stuff. on itunes no discounts on itunes etc so people really had to get out of their house and drive this record um mariah carey and next Boys to, to men. Boys, <laughs> bloody hell, boys <laughs> to men. What is good? Today's been men mental anyway. Um, boys to men to the top of the charts. And for 16 weeks, that's a couple months. You know, that's a couple of months. So to go out every single week mm. and to either match or um or grow the sales of that record is is incredible and impactful for that time. And as Shopper hinted at as well, we were discussing this earlier, and I think this will be topped in about 10 years about mm. 10 years i'm going to give it i will probably even give it five years because streaming people love to make this point you know streaming um has been around for near a decade now but in terms of the last couple of years that's when we've really seen it's both supersede traditional album and single sales and really entrench itself as the dominant force of consumption mm. and i think with the context that so many other records from the likes of um aretha franklin and michael jackson have been overtaken by the likes of Nicki minaj justin mm. bieber etc um just shows the try the times we're in and it's interesting because even in the um uh, what's it called? The K-pop universe, the interaction and um, streaming that Little Nas X receives in their home markets is probably around the same equivalent. So it's kind of, it's really interesting to kind of see what's happening in the streaming digital world. Mm. Um, and to see, I think these accolades are slightly starting to mean less, in my opinion, than what mm. they did mean because yeah. of that point that I just made and Shopee made about marketing and about, um, channels and about going out to actually buy these albums. So I think we're in really interesting times and I think, Chope made the point earlier, Little Nas X might top himself. Mm. You know what I mean? It might top himself on that chart. So it's really interesting to see um, the types of artists that are coming up now. Mm. TikTok, you know, Soldier Boy, that um, whole 
instigation of that trolling and chimes and all that kind of stuff i think little nas x is the modern iteration of a soldier boy and what channels he would use to make himself as popular and troll and all of that but in a good way and i think it was a testament to soldier boy having that reign of comeback almost in the beginning of the year, just in terms of cultural memory and stuff, not charts or anything, but in terms of like the breakfast club and media, they, they really got behind him and said, nah, he was a pioneer, you know, part of these artists now that are using TikTok and stuff. That was because of LimeWire and Soldier Boy and ringtones and all that kind of stuff. So it's interesting. It's weird you say that because I was going to say the exact, literally exactly the same thing in terms of Soldier Boy and how inspired Lil Nas X was by Soldier Boy um, and his career. So it's interesting. Yeah. Not just Lil Nas X, damn near every rapper that came after him. Mm. Like Soldier Boy was the first artist to use the internet to engineer success. No, but I mean, the, the similarities I'm seeing between them, because obviously every artist uses social media now to push their stuff. Yeah. But I'm seeing little Nas X think outside of the box. I'm seeing him deal with the cards that he's given because TikTok is fairly new, isn't it? Um, and it's similar. It's reminiscent to when um, Soldier Boy came out on YouTube and he was releasing all of these random music videos and stuff like that. And everyone was like, this hasn't blown yet. So why are you doing this? Mm. So little Nas X doing it when everyone, no one else is putting out music like that. Mm. Um, well, they are, but it's just not blowing like that. He kind of engineered it. It's kind of like a caricature of a cowboy and stuff like that. So, I found it's, it's very reminiscent. Um, he knows what he's doing with social media as well because there's that whole rumour that he's... What is the account called? I don't even think it's a rumour. No, no, no. He was Nas Mirage. I think it's pretty much confirmed. So Nas Mirage. He's a Ganja Burn stan, yes. He's a Nicki Minaj stan. Um, Get Nicki on one of your songs. Make a Charm White New on the remix. It's true. You, you know? know what? Maybe Nicki White Maybe smart. that's, maybe that's you know? what she needs Thanks. on the remix and it'll go back on the charts. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, but that's um, all I had to say on Little Nas X. I'm Nicki Minaj. Anyway. Um, Rat-ta-ta-ta. Yeah, I think going forward, Little Nas X, because um, I read an article about what he should do next and stuff, and it had like Rob, Rob Markman and um, Peter Rosenberg and stuff in there. Um, I think he should move to Panini. I think that's a really strong song for him. Um, and then top up with like the Cardi B song just to wrap the campaign up and then, um, yeah, just move on. But, Trying Do we see a future for Lona Sex? The two of you? Um, I think, I think it's interesting um, that he's utilized TikTok, and I think Vine. They finally found a tool that could the better version of Vine for like music artists. They kind of refined it and made TikTok kind of piggybacked off Vine. So I think, I think with the likes of TikTok I, and the singles he's got, he's had about three. He'll have about three, the Cardi B record and Panini, if his team are smart, um, to wrap up of, is it a five project, e five disc, e five track EP even, I think. So that will be strong. In terms of his trajectory forward, I think he's proven that he's not a one hit wonder, but, I don't see long-term success. I see about five years, like short-term. So about a couple of years, couple albums, if any, you know, um, and just that novelty. But I think in this era, the novelty can wear off very quick and people can move on to the next person. So for me, I don't see him as a one-hit wonder, but I see, like designer, but I see him as kind of a longer... Oh iteration of that. I don't and think, designer has good music. No, but the thing is, I don't think designer, he was a one hit wonder, but I think that was more from choice 
because he went, he started writing for people instead of actually becoming the front man. He's, he was still releasing his own music though. And good music didn't push it because it was, was he even included in that? Remember, he is signed to good music. He was not included in that rollout last year. But is year. he signed as a writer now or is he still signed as an artist? He's he was signed as, as an artist. artist because he's released two mixtapes under good music or oh, EPs, whatever you want to call it. Then he but um, yeah, Kanye just doesn't have other, the chops to have a label. There were singles afterwards. There were singles. Like Turner. There were banger. singles after. Um, what's what's even that that big hit even called? Timmy Turner. No, it's not. No, it's not. <gasps> I thought. Oh my god. So, what is that Timmy, song Timmy, called? So Eden's out here defending him, and he what was that not, song I'm called? I'm providing facts. I don't give a fuck. Panda, 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 panda. Oh yeah. Uh, no, see, no, for no, me, no, for me, it's Father Stretch My Hands Part One. That's what that is to me. It's what Father Stretch My Hands Part Panda. Yeah, basically, because. Kanye basically took oh, the yeah, entire did. song yeah, of Life of Pablo. Yeah. And that was my introduction to the song. That was my introduction to the song. All wow. I know is that video is fire. That's all I know. Wow. But anyway, next topic, Nick. Wow. Rat-a-tat-tat. I liked his Vogue campaign. Is that a transition though. sound or something? I don't know. <laughs> I really I feel, liked her Vogue. I feel song. like that might be the Ganja Burns outburst for season three. <laughs> for you. <laughs> you can transition us every time. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to the UK. My voice is too tired to scream behind your bands today. Please don't. Mm. I don't want to remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I have nightmares. I'm just waking up to that shit. Oh, God. Can you... Oh, I wouldn't want to start the day. Anyway, um... <laughs> Imagine if your alarm was shopping singing Ganja Buns. <laughs> I'd be like, well, today's Monday. <laughs> well, today's fucked already. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Okay. Well, let's not forget, guys, that was the first track on Queen. <laughs> that was the first song on the album. So I'm just thinking of the video now, mean. man. Oh, Nick. Anyway, I feel like we have it. Oh, but we don't, Nicky, you know what? It's not, it's not, we don't hate you. But we don't like you. The music could just, you know. Anyway, um, Ramsey, Rams, Rams. UK. So, did you say Ramsey? I did. Anyway, Rams. So, he released a video in the last couple of days. If you don't remember the context, he tweeted about a month ago, I want to say, at least this summer season. He tweeted um, one day suicide from his account, which triggered a response from loads of um, fans, general listeners, people in the game. Um, and then he went away, resurfaced, um, apparently getting his mental correct. Um, but the video felt quite, st- I don't want to say staged, but staged. Yeah. The word is coming up in my head. Um, maybe stage isn't the right word, but it felt like he was reading from a prompter. Like it wasn't like, because stage would kind of suggest it's fake. Premeditated? Yeah. It, kind of, it felt PR. Yeah. It felt very PR. PR. There you go. There you go. Yeah. There you go. And Shopee has that lens on that. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> Um, yeah, so he's been, people know that, well, have been told that he's in the right hands and getting the support he needs. 22 year old, um, sorry, the 22 year old received messages of support from the likes of Getz and Dappy. Um, yeah, that is what is going on with Rams. Uh, I know this was a topic that Eden wanted to bring to the table and I thought it was only right in doing so. So Eden, um, take it away, man. What are your thoughts on this whole situation with Rams? Uh, so I just want to give us some background to who Rams is as a person, because I know we have a lot of American listeners and, um, even outside of the UK who listen to this podcast. So Rams is, his full name is Ramon Rochester. He is a 22 year old rapper from Mitcham. Um, and he created a song called Barking and this song is quite repetitive. Um, it's really catchy. It's a really good song and it went to number two in the UK chart. Was it Shopee? Yeah. So it went to number two in the UK chart. Um, and 
ever since then, he's kind of just been, he's been in the scene. People have been listening to his music. Some people enjoy it. I enjoyed two songs that he's released and he's kind of, he's gone through it a bit. Um, some people feel like he doesn't deserve to release music. Some people feel like his lyrics aren't that great. And if I'm being completely honest, he doesn't have the best lyrical capability. Um, the lyrics on uh, Barking were quite... Uh, uh, nah. Corny? Yeah, they were a bit corny. Uh, Hold You Down was corny too. I, I liked Hold, Hold You Down. I didn't mind Family I like the chorus. I like the chorus to that. Um, but the yeah, check him out. The video was corny too. What? The video was corny as well. I like the video. It was quite... You could tell there was a budget, but I liked it. <laughs> um, but yeah, check out Rams Barking if you don't know what it is. Are we really recommending us? Barking? Just so there's context, they know who he is. Okay. So check out Rams Barking on YouTube. Um, a lot of Americans that I've seen react to it on YouTube enjoy it. So check it out. Um, but yeah, more serious topic. So I just wanted to have a conversation, just a quick touch in with you guys about this whole Ram situation, because I feel like a lot of... Um, channels, a lot of YouTube places like YouTube channels and um, podcasts, they won't really speak about this because it was something that was quite under the radar. And with suicide and mental health, when it comes to artists, I feel like it's not something that is spoken about that in depth um, on those channels. And for me, this this touched quite, it, it felt a lot like watching that video because it felt like someone who all he wanted to do was achieve this dream of becoming a rapper of um, making sure that his family were good. And he accomplished that with one song. Well, he released two songs before that, but one song actually blew up and mm. did numbers. And from that he got signed. And then the next song was about his family tree, his reason for actually making music in the first place. But the sad thing is when you go on Twitter and you go on the social medias, you do see that Rams receives a lot of hate. A lot of people are saying that his music is terrible. There was a show he did right after he released Barking at Summer Ball, which is a annual event in the UK. Um, Justin Bieber performed here once, One Direction performed at it. Um, and he his lyrics weren't great. His in-ears weren't working apparently. He forgot the lyrics. Um, his singing was off key and he was out of time with the whole song. It wasn't a good performance and we can all admit that. But the sad thing is a lot of people have used that as ammunition against him as an artist. Um, and a lot of people don't think that he can rap. And whether you do or you don't, there's some things and there's some comments that I've seen which have been aimed at him as a person. So um, I was speaking to Chope and Chope was talking about some of the... The, the people speaking about who he's been sleeping with, um, who he's in relationship with, all of these type of things. And I get celebrity culture. I get we've been doing that for years, but it's in his face now. Like literally it's on Twitter. I've been seeing people quote tweet him and say negative things about him. And it's gone to the point where this man posted a picture of someone hanging, um, trigger warning, by the way, we put that at the beginning of the episode. Um, but there's a, there's a picture of a man hanging and under it, he's captioned it suicide. And from that, he disappeared from social media, came back and he released a short video just explaining how serious suicide was in a kind of somber voice. And that makes me worry for a lot of artists. There's a lot of young artists that are coming up in the UK. Um, there's some people that make music and some people feel like they don't deserve it. But I am very worried for musicians and artists because I feel like people assume because they're making all of this money that makes them invincible and it doesn't. So I would just say, be careful when speaking about these artists. Um, 
give love when, when you can. If you don't like something, you're completely justified to. And I also just want to add, this will be my last point, that I get the idea that a lot of people feel like the music in the UK isn't receiving the fair credit it deserves. I get that the face of the UK music scene at the moment, and this is no disrespect to anyone that I'm about to name, but then the face of the UK music scene to the rest of the world at the moment is Michael Dapper, um, Boys, uh, Man's Not Hot. It's... Um, What's it called? Uh, you've got LMA, you've got Mabel. Yeah. I already put LMA in that because people don't even, people, most people forget she's British. Yeah, it's true. But we got a lot Stormzy, of- Stormzy, J. George Smith. Well, would you say worldwide? I wouldn't say worldwide for J. Huss. No, but- I would my, say for Stormzy, I would no, be really No, honest. but Stormzy's not worldwide either. Yeah. But when people think, when people name like the top people in the UK scene, it'll be Stormzy, J. Huss, Dave. Big Shaq. No, no, I wouldn't even say him anymore. LMA. No, not LMA. Sorry. Um, um, Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. And unfortunately, um, Nene Sherry's daughter. But I'm not calling her by her name. Mabel, Mabel is her name. Nene Sherry's daughter. Mabel. Nene Sherry's daughter. Just for all listeners, Mabel. Nene yeah. Sherry's daughter. Um, Nepotism. Shopping. Yeah. <laughs> but my, my point is just be careful. That's it. I understand the argument that you think it's degrading. Yep. Be careful. And I think there's a difference between critique that's about the music and about the live performances, hence why I've critiqued the likes of Mabel before, actually. I've critiqued Georgia. We have all have. Mm. Um, mm. I've critiqued Notes, very bad performance on the last Mobile Awards. Um, and, you know, obviously Rams on uh, Capital Extra, we, we got that clips. Uh, sorry, Capital even, um, Summertime Ball. And I think that it's, one thing when you're commenting on the performances because uh, someone like me someone like probably Chopin as well Eden we like our singers rappers etc to sound the same live. or better or better live uh Ari Lennox one of the people that does um so yeah I just think there's a difference between that critique and there's a difference between these platforms such as TMZ the Shade Room Shade Borough in the UK which Hackney's is basically finest. the Shade Room Hackney's Finest exactly um who read off of this it's almost tabloid but with a plus sign like it's almost going too far now like mm. we're going into whatsapp we're going into fake things here we're going into fake pictures being sent we're going into fake visuals being sent apparently sexual fake things being sent as well so loads of artists um and actually even normal people who've made the shade room for stuff like this um who are afraid of their life and i think someone who me has been on platforms such as you know the grapevine black academics etc it's scary to even release stuff or be a part of something um because you just don't know what people are going to say about you and those one those two comments rams is probably getting thousands of well he probably was at the height of the the critique and comments was getting thousands a day um and i think it's it's in, it's anxiety, it's anxiety, it's panic attack, it's all of that kind of stuff. I didn't sleep for weeks before the grapevine aired, so I can't imagine what Rams went through when he was tweeted about suicide. And even before that, even now, like I can't imagine what he's going through because it's agonizing. Honestly, that one comment for me personally, like, can stick with you for like weeks, mm -hmm. like weeks. Like, it's, it's you can have um, the many amount of good comments, laughing, cosigns voice notes whatever but that one comment mm. <laughs> it will rock your world and trust me i know how it feels and mental health in the social media era is something else and a lot of people are pretend care performative care you won't pick up the phone you won't rock up to your friend's house when mm. they need you you won't adjust your needs to meet theirs in terms of mental health you're just 
continue on the next day you won't care like as someone who has mental health issues as well like it's it's i can only imagine what he's going through and i really Mm -hmm. hope he gets better and just keep the critique to fucking music like that's all we despite our jokes and shit like honestly most times we keep it to music because that's what we care and are so passionate about um and that's literally it you know that's literally it and i hope rams is getting better i really do because he's he has got his undeserved critique yep. and comments and you know playground talk in Let's the last year it he's been out bullying bullying yeah. exactly bullying and i think a lot of people think they can't there's no criminal cases for bullying and a lot of people think that you know they won't be the one to get caught of uh, bullying and mm. stuff like that and a lot of people think they can get through the legal loopholes but trust me it will come for you mm. and it will come to your doorstep and it won't be your friend it won't be tom it won't be johnny it won't be etc <laughs> who's getting arrested it'll be you yep and then what Oh, you wanted to go viral. Is that what you wanted to do? Is that it? You wanted to get a few likes on Twitter. Is that it? You want to get on the shade room? Like seriously think what you're doing here. We're all big adults. Most of us are big adults in this situation now. We got jobs. We got things. People get fired for this shit. So you need to think about your paycheck. Mm. You need to think about that. Worry about your mom. Worry about all of that, who you're, you're funded and all that kind of stuff. Stop worrying about other people's pockets and livelihood. Focus on your own. I think all of that is to say, Rams, we support you. And yeah, cool. Anyway, let's move on <laughs> to, I guess, funnier topics. Um, oh dear. Oh dear. Who have we got next? Iggy, Iggy, Iggy. Iggy Azalea. So, In My Defense was the second album from Iggy Azalea in five years it's been five years it's fine take long between albums it's, it's fine um so things have changed since she last recorded and she's on her independent label now which she loves uh distributed via empire and um she is you know released into my defense the album got schooled by q-tip a couple of years ago about hip-hop and the song Nick, you're fucking killing me. Just, you know, just, just read the, the album. <laughs> it I was probably that's the name of the album. It's in my defense. Yeah, it's in the debuted, album cover. Yes, <laughs> it debuted at number fifty on the Billboard Top Two Hundred. And you know, Iggy responded to this a couple of days later, which was this week. So, woke up today feeling a little defeated ending the day feeling motivated i hate nick i think sometimes i feel defeated because i look at the chart and see how much streaming impacts it and think how can i win when i'm up against that i fucking hate nick but i also feel like okay and (laughs) there are two options quit or shut up and just keep fighting so i'll keep on fighting nick okay so she said, two weeks till I'm back in the studio. Iggy's coming for the mic again. So oh my what are the thoughts of the album's disappointing commercial performance <laughs> and scathing reception from critics such as myself on Clash? Um, what are the thoughts? What are the thoughts on Iggy Azalea's comeback? I just want to kind of align on this and say... Um, it took me a while to actually realize why we hated, not hate, because that's a strong word, why we disliked Iggy Azalea to begin with. Because I wanted to make sure, obviously in light of this Rams situation, that mm. it wasn't 
like just because she's quite unlikable. Um, <laughs> but no, it's genuinely because of a lot of things. So I, Nick and Shope both explained it to me because I said this to them earlier because I didn't understand. I couldn't remember. But it's mainly because of the caricature that she puts on. So the fact that she's Australian, but she has this, you call it a black scent, right? Yeah, it's like a convent, uh, like in the streets known as a blackson um and yeah she's put on a south and um, yeah i'd say southern southern accent yeah um and oh. it's just yeah it's just it's what, what conventionally would be known from a black woman from mm. the south dolled up exaggerated voice that iggy just can't replicate when she's actually doing interviews so i think that's one of the primary reasons that she kind of gets it as you said the blackson and i think the school in Q-Tip, she was ignorant to legends i mean how dare you and q-tip barely gets on twitter and he did a mm. quite neutral twitter thread and it just described <laughs> was the, the origins it was a very long it was like 24 tweets like the <laughs> longest thread of like hip-hop history when it was only 140 characters as well on twitter so he did like loads of like tweets and going into the depth and why her positioning there who was helped by ti is problematic and i think you know she's just an, an ignorant lass an ignorant australian lass you know and i think she needs to sometimes realize the error of her ways. And in my defense was very slap in the face because the album as a whole, it literally was her clap back on this song in particular, song number two, her talking about how, you know, she think people put to call her out for her racist and all this kind of stuff. And that black people And she said, her. she said, yeah. And she said, I'm going about to clap back, clap back. And then after she just talks about how big her ass is and how much money she's got and, <laughs> you know maybe her top 50 debut or stuff like that like it's just it's very it's very insulting yeah yeah anyway back to you Eden so I just needed to understand why people hated her because I don't pay that much attention I don't listen to albums by her I don't listen to songs I don't follow her she's actually probably blocked um I don't look at her Instagram posts I don't listen to I don't read articles like even researching for this whole topic I was looking for things and I saw a post that was talking about how her music wasn't really authentic it was her trying to be other artists and I actually realized it was Nick saying that so I don't pay any attention to <laughs> anything to do with Iggy Azalea I think it's even muted her name is muted on my timeline so when Nick posted the article I probably just didn't see it love to see um, it <laughs> but yeah in terms of blaming streaming and stuff I I I just no no I just I don't feel like that's <laughs> I don't feel like that's the reason um I feel like the reason is that the single Sally Walker didn't really do that well um and when I saw it I was just like this was Sally Walker the one that looked like money which one was the one? Yeah, that the one sounds. Wait, I think that's the one that sounds like money. Yeah, yeah, yeah there was, was the one, one um, like and I think um, Nick, we were speaking about this earlier, where you said that she used the same director that Cardi B used for money, same producer. Same so producer. Jay White did it, did about six songs yeah. on her album. So, in terms of, she's still replicating women of color. So I think that's why most people hate her. I think her her image is just really bad. Her stands are annoying. Um, and I just feel like if she wants to make an authentic album, she needs to be true to who she is because no one's ever going to believe that this Australian woman is, can, under, can, can live some of the things that she's rapping about. Mm. And even the accent she's putting on, it's not Iggy Azalea. Mm. And I mean, you can create the whole argument that she's an artist and she's only um, just kind of creating this persona for her brand and stuff like that but it's offensive to black people it's offensive the way that she speaks the way that she acts her her whole image and stuff like that and i get she, it's from the past i get um she was however old um 
when she made those comments about runaway slave master and all those type of things like that's in the past i get that but she's still doing it so i think we're past being like let's see what happens um and just to point out she was in a relationship with asap rocky anyway um anyone got any other points oh oh my god so true and she wore red lipstick back then she had ASAP tattooed on her arm as well. Um, Shopee, did you have Fuck, what a throwback. Pre-surgery. He's <laughs> <laughs> getting ready, guys. He's going to say something. Don't oh, know what it is. God, I know exactly what he's going to say. I'm, sca- I'm scared. Anyone want before, before to... Before he says it, anyone want to guess? We'll give you five seconds. Guess. Take five uh, seconds. Four. He's going to say every Three. Second. Two. Two and a half. One. Go. We said modeling. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Why? Every time. Every time. Every single time. Oh, this Negro fixes his lips to say this. <laughs> and, I and shout out to who, whoever sent that original tweet a year ago. Or so. I can't remember who said it, but you know who you are. Iggy tweeted um, in the studio and she quoted quoted saying you said modeling so whoever you are shout out to you it was a black woman I know that that'll live throughout time they got like 40k retweets <laughs> <laughs> more than Iggy actually. yeah I got more retweets than Iggy um, posting the studio picture <laughs> oh the studio don't waste the studio costs so, pay the um, rent the thing is with the whole streaming thing is um, it's not true because if your music, if you actually were someone that the public actually, or the record-buying public liked, because you only came on the last 10 years, you would actually benefit from streaming in comparison to some of your contemporaries or people who came before you. So that's a lie. So let's just divert that out of the way. So next point. Also, the reason why you're not doing well is because nobody just fucks with your music because you're not an artist, you're not a rapper, you're not an MC. There's, you're just not that person. Like... <laughs> what is the vision? What is the goal? What is the direction? What do you bring to the table? What do you do that others can't do? Like, we all understand there's being influenced and having influences yeah. and obviously taking different things from different artists and, you know, synthesizing them differently. Yeah. We understand that, whatever. But the, you are just literally a, a hodgepodge of someone's hairstyle, someone's makeup artist, this flow from this Lil' Kim album. Oh, this Trina lyric. Oh, this Rico Nasty thing. Oh, this Rod Digger nonsense. Oh, this. Da, 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 da. You're just, you were literally just a mood board in a human, basically. Mm. You just were like, this is what you need to sell. I saw you said that last week about someone as well. Probably. There's you a lot didn't say them. it was a mood board. There's a lot of them out there. I think it's just, <laughs> I think Iggy's interesting because I think this album was telling in so many different ways. So I think how it was constructed, we hinted at it before, but money, you know, taken from Cardi B and it was actually a throwaway from Invasion of Privacy, interestingly enough. Um, and actually Jay White did it, produced... Um, six five six tracks on the album so basically you clearly weren't inspired by anything new by anything from the palette you just felt oh jy did it money and you recorded this studio version the preview we had it a couple months back 
someone played it and we were just like this sounds like money you didn't think at that point four or five months ago to maybe rethink things oh no i'm just gonna push forward because i paid for it have no budget left because it's my independent label i'm just gonna release these five or six tracks with jay white did it which sound the same number two you tried to get Juicy J, which actually saves careers and actually makes things sound good. You know, pimping on Megan The Stallion sounds original and true to brand, as well as other songs on her album with Juicy J as well. Fever, sorry, mixtape. But with Iggy, this song with Juicy J sounds like a Megan throwaway. Sounds like a Cardi throwaway. Sounds like a Nicki throwaway. You sound like nothing original. Nothing original. Like a queer in the throwing. era, in the era of female rap, where we actually have girls which sound diverse. We have Asian Doll, we have Rico Nasty, we have Young Baby Tate, we have Dreezy, we have Tierra Wack, we have yeah, the Kelly Forty Seven, we have obviously Nikki Cardi, whatever. They all sound Megan. All sound different to each other mm. who you sound like is an amalgamation of all of those and it doesn't sound good and it doesn't sound good baby girl it doesn't sound good and it's interesting i figured out who the mood board comment was about it's about alex from glaster so there's a trend it's very interesting there's a trend and mm. i'm not going to point it out oh, the a equals folks. b a equals b doesn't equal c which is the end result it's just a equals b here and it's the unoriginal. It's uninspired. It's copied. It's control alt delete. It's alt control C even and control alt P. Come on. I just want to um, get it together. On the, the 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 incredible irony of the album title, in my defense, and then so yeah. the album that was supposed to kind of revitalize your career and kind of I guess um, show people that you actually are a legitimate artist and talent is. I don't even need to finish the sentence. It's quiet. <laughs> you rely on black people. It's, black like, it's, it's like a punchline now. Literally. Iggy is a sophomore album in, in my defense. It's like a punchline. You put, you you didn't defend shit. <laughs> like you, didn't, <laughs> like you didn't defend <laughs> shit. Like you you tried to use black women again in the visuals, and again they just you just strengthened the argument. Off. Mm. You strengthened the argument. Clap backwards and clapping nothing but that ass, which needs to get out the studio for good. Wow. We said modeling, IMG models, whatever. Get the deal. Get Whoever the extension. Sierra assigned to you do that too. Get the extension. You know, be quiet forever. We good out here. Anyway, Eden. Cool. That was a news topic. We got our recommendations out of the way and everything. So I just wanted to, we're going to try something new here. So we're going to try something. I'm going to call it stand talk. Let's call it that. So it's basically your experience with stands, just instances where you've alerted them, you know? So we tweeted from our account recently. What's one of the most ridiculous things you have ever heard a stand say? And our account is datspod, D-A-T-S-P-O-D. So, don't smile at me, said. I said I find Chloe and Halley's music boring, but recognize their exceptional vocalists, and she told me to step into traffic. That's not great of them, is it? Um, another one is someone said that Taylor Swift is a better vocalist than Beyonce. Huh? <laughs> Which is interesting. Huh? Um, huh? Let's find another one. <laughs> wow. Okay, so Luna, I think his name is Luna. Luna i6h i know him as jamal um he put listen to this ariana sorry listen to this ariana song no one has ever harmonized and stacked vocals like her um <laughs> sorry someone said so this is denzel cassie cassie he said oh. Nicki minaj fan saying Nicki won her beef with remy ma huh um what and then the last one oh, yes i'm i'm there shopping so 
I'm shit. Ehiko, so Echo, he said, <laughs> I'm shit. Telling. I did bring this up myself <laughs> on season two. I said this myself. Right, go so, on. Okay, let's repeat the question to begin with. So the question was, what's one of the most ridiculous things you've ever heard a Stan say? And Echo, Ehiko said, telling Bay to shut up slash mind her business when she told her own stands to chill. Yep. Okay, so that's Stan Talk for today, guys. Make sure you send more in and we'll read your questions out. We'll, sorry, we'll read your tweets out. Um, and that is Don't Alert the Stands. I want to talk about what happened today, just very, very quickly about how the episode was recorded. And um, yeah, today has been a trying day, guys. Like, I think we need to kind of explain what's happened here. So we recorded this episode before. We recorded this episode before. It came out great and everything. Listen back. There was static throughout the entire recording. So we couldn't put that out. Obviously, we didn't want to hurt your ears and stuff like that. So we decide to get food. Me and Shopee walk into Nando's. Shopee gets his meal, he orders it, I order mine. Nando's is on fire. Like there's literally smoke coming out of Nando's. We're evacuated from the building. We have to go around the corner. We, by the way, we don't have a podcast. So we leave, we get an Uber. It's saying it's about 40 minutes. There's traffic the entire way. We finally get to the destination. So we get to another studio, our original studio. We record the podcast. Halfway through the recording, the actual recording device we use dies. So then we have to plug it into the computer to see if anything recorded, plug it back in, and then check to basically if we can record again. We're finally recording again. So we got this episode out to you. Um, I just got to say, Shopee has been a fucking amazing. Nick has been amazing. Eden, I'm talking to myself in the fucking third person, has been amazing. Um, <laughs> literally, we deserve a round of applause. So guys- Wait, 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 wait. Before you start, just let's acknowledge we started recording or started coming into the studio at two. The time is now <laughs> quarter past nine on a Saturday fucking evening. Okay. Eden made plans with the familia. Me and Shopper wanted to go home and chill. Y'all better fucking play this episode, okay? And if you got to this point, I know you're a real one. Let me know you got to this point. All right. So guys, if you could help us out, we've just given you all that information. This isn't us holding you to ransom, but we would really appreciate it. This show means a lot to all three of us. We work really hard on it. Every Saturday, we're putting it out for you guys. If you could rate, subscribe to the podcast, let us know what you think of it, how we can improve it. And we'll definitely do our best to keep pushing these out. If Nando's is on fire, we'll still make the recording happen. So guys, <laughs> this has been Don't Alert The Stands, D-A-T-S-P-O-D on social media. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, on Twitter. I am Eden. That is Nick. This is Shopee. And we have finished the episode. <laughs> Enjoy. Peace. <Hope> you enjoy. <laughs>